It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get it going on Locked On Thunder here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off that first order. Exciting week coming up here on Locked On Thunder. Today we're going to talk about the exciting news that the owners and players have agreed to restart the NBA season. Everything we know about that agreement in today's show. Tomorrow, we're going to have a mailbag episode. So drop your questions on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. If you don't have Twitter, email the show lothunderpod at gmail.com. There's also a Reddit form in the Thunder subreddit if you want to go find that and leave your questions there as well. On Wednesday, we're going to have Daily Thunder's beat writer Brandon Raybar on to talk all about this season and what to expect once basketball returns. And on Friday, Brady Trantham joins the podcast to continue the Book of Thunder basketball series. So far, we've had Andrew Schlecht on. We've had John Hammond to, to continue that series. And other than that, we also had Keith Smith on, who broke the Disney World news. So go listen to those episodes right now. On today's show, though, again, we're going to dive into this player agreement. And basketball's back. I recorded Thursday's show on Thursday morning, so it was before the official news that both sides have agreed to the deal. And since then, we've gotten a lot of information because, of course, on Friday – the John Hamm episode went live. So today we're going to finally dive into that information and dive into what this all means. So the deal starts the regular season back up on July 31st, and there's going to be eight games played within 16 games, including some back-to-backs. And this is the most interesting bit of news because I always thought, and there was always reports of five to six games, never the eight-game mark. And so eight games is pretty exciting. It also leaves a lot of room for teams to move up and down, especially uh, even at the top of the conferences, with especially the Western Conference, dividing seeds three through seven by just a handful of games. You're going to see a ton of movement in these eight games. So the eight games in 16 days will be staggered on each court. As Keith Smith told us on the podcast, Disney World has three arenas, and the plan right now, he said, is for them to have two game arenas and one practice arena. He told that on the podcast two weeks ago. Again, you can listen to that episode. So ties will be broken via winning percentage due to the fact that some teams after eight games will have played more than others. The NBA is also discussing adding crowd noise via NBA 2K, the video game, which I find really interesting. I'm not sure if that's actually going to go through or not, uh, but it's something to monitor if you're into the kind of nerdy broadcast type of thing. Uh, also, I'm not sure if the players are going to want to hear that on the court, uh, but it, it could be good for them to kind of just feel that environment. But nonetheless, a signing window will be implemented. It sounds like, now this part is not official, but this, according to Woj and, and Bobby Marks, is what the NBA is looking at right now. A signing window of June 22nd through July 1st. Players will begin training camp in their home markets on June 30th. Players will report to Orlando on July 7th with training camp in Orlando on July 9th. The draft lottery is set for August 25th. The NBA playoffs will end on October 12th if that if the uh, NBA Finals goes to Game 7. Uh, and then the draft will happen on October 15th. The NBA free agency period will open on October 18th. Training camp right now uh, for 2020 and 2021 is expected to happen in mid-November. And the NBA wants December 1st to be the start date of next season. But the NBA PA has pushed back on that. 
We also found out how the play-in tournament works. It'll be the ninth seed if they're within four games of the eight seed. So all you got to do is get within four games of the eight seed and then beat them twice. If you lose once, you're out, but you've got to beat Memphis or uh, Orlando twice, whoever's going to be the eight seed at the end of this. So those are the basic facts. Those are the information. Let's dive into how they impact the Thunder, how they impact the NBA as a whole. The biggest thing for the Thunder is that signing window. As you know, Oklahoma City has yet to convert Lou Dort, who has been a great addition to the team, a, a starter in the second half of this season. They didn't sign him to a full contract at the time of the suspension. And as of now, two-way players cannot play in the postseason. So that signing window is huge for the Thunder. They need Lou Dort on this team. Sam Presti held a conference call on Sunday, and he said that they're awaiting clarity on what's next for that situation and that there's still a lot of time before the Thunder move to Orlando. Woj and Bobby Mark said again that it'll be between June 22nd and July 1st. I expect on June 22nd, Woj should have a, a tweet that the Thunder have locked up Lou Dort to a long-term deal. Uh, I, I would expect the NBA to allow the Thunder or any team to fill that last roster spot, especially with their own two-way guy. But, you know, it, it, it's interesting because you tried to manipulate the two-way system. You tried to get as many days as you could out of that two-way deal on a guy who you knew you were going to sign anyway. And so really with this, it depends if you want to look at it glass half full or glass half empty. Do you want to be on Presti's side or are you just out to get Presti? That's pretty much what it comes down to. On one hand, again, yes, he did manipulate the system. He did try to squeeze that two-way deal for all it was worth. He also couldn't predict a global pandemic shutting down the NBA. Should he have signed Dort in hindsight? Yeah, he should have. But he felt like he had time. We all felt like we had time. We didn't have time. And so uh, Lou Dort remains unsigned. Again, this could all be solved had Sam Presti not manipulated the 35-day two-way contract. But I'm, I'm not going to be the one to sit here and blame Sam Presti for not seeing a global pandemic coming. And that's where I think that the NBA will at least allow, and it sounds like they will, again, that June 22nd to July 1st period, to at least allow teams to sign two-way guys. Now, signing free agents and making them postseason eligible had already came and gone. That deadline was gone. But obviously the deadline to convert contracts to be postseason eligible was not gone yet. So they should at least be able to have that option. And it sounds like you're going get, to get to uh, sign free agents as well. None of this is confirmed in terms of the signing window, but just from what we're hearing as of right now, as of Monday morning, it sounds like not only can the Thunder convert Lou Dort, but other teams could sign with an open roster spot, uh, a J.R. Smith or, or some sort of random free agent, DeMarcus Cousins, if they want to. I don't, I don't think that anyone's out there that, that teams will want to sign. I don't think a guy like DeMarcus Cousins, who uh, Brian Windhorst threw out there this morning, is going to be available uh, in terms of being ready to go on the court. I think that this will come down to just teams like Oklahoma City who already have a guy like Lou Dort that they wanted to convert prior to the shutdown. So I want to shift into actual basketball for a second. I mentioned that they're going to have a training camp both in market and in Orlando. Plus, they're going to do preseason games, which I did not think they would do. Again, technically speaking, we've already started the season, so they'd be like exhibition games. But nonetheless, you're going to get those exhibition games, it sounds like two to three, 
prior to your eight games. So with the training camp period where you're going to be allowed to have contact drills and just normal basketball activities instead of the uh, instead of the quarantine shoot arounds and things like that. Mix that the training camp with the preseason with eight games, and we might not see as sloppy basketball in the playoffs as we once thought. Again, that was a big concern outside of health and, and the big in the bigger picture. Uh, but on the court, what was this going to look like? What what was the quality of play going to look like on the floor? after a 142-day layoff. And providing them with a month of training camp, with two to three exhibitions, with eight regular season games, that might be enough time to where we don't see a sloppy or as sloppy of a game in the postseason. And again, that layoff is a big deal. 142 days by the time we get to the July 31st tip-off. Last offseason... There was 131 days in the offseason. The year before, 130 days in the offseason. Before that, 127 days in the offseason. This layoff will be 142 days. So how is that going to impact on the floor? I think that they're doing the best that they can to minimize the injury risk, to revamping so fast, and to minimize the poor quality of product that we're going to see. Because I get it, everyone, everyone wants to see basketball as fast as possible. And there were some dates when this first started coming out that they were going to return of like July 15th or like July 20th. And it ends up being practically August 1st on July 31st. And I think that that's just a measure you take, not only for the player safety on the court, but also for your TV product. You're going to need it as best as you can get it. And you need them. You need to give them an ample amount of time to get ready, both mentally, physically, and just ready to play basketball. So after the break, we're going to talk way more about this deal. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com. Use promo code Locked On for ten dollars off. I love Built Bar. They sent us those free sample boxes whenever this campaign first started, and they are amazing. I love any flavor they have that says peanut butter. Peanut butter chocolate, peanut butter brownie, straight up peanut butter. It is fantastic. Go to BillBar.com, get you some of those. I also love the banana nut bread flavor. Bill Bar is incredible. They're low in calorie, low in carb, low in sugar, high in protein. to get you all the protein you need for pre-workout, post-workout, or even just as a, as a meal replacement. You can use this. It's so filling as an entire breakfast, and it tastes just like a candy bar. With that chocolatey outside, it's just fantastic. Most protein bars are difficult to get down. They leave a terrible aftertaste. Not Built Bar. Built Bar is absolutely incredible. BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get $10 off that first order. Low calorie, low carb, low sugar. What more can you ask for from your protein bar? Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get $10 off that first order. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So let's continue to dive into this NBA restart deal, this agreement. The NBA draft lottery is locked for the top one through eight. 
So the eight teams that did not get invited have their lotteries, uh, their lottery odds locked up. And what this means is teams like the Wizards or the, or the Suns, for example, they cannot just purposely go 0-8 for a better shot at that top pick, at that number one overall pick or a top four pick. Because one through eight, the ones that didn't get invited, they're locked in. So you can't purposely lose to get better odds than them. However, teams like the Thunder, who are outside of that top eight, outside of the lottery, they can still move up and down. Everyone outside the top eight can still move up and down. So the Thunder could still earn their pick back, and we're going to talk a lot about that tomorrow on the mailbag. A lot of you have already sent in questions about that. We're going to cover that. But just so you know, only the top eight is locked in. So yes, if the Thunder lose, they can get their pick back. So as for the restart dates, as for the next offseason, I've talked about it on the show. Once we get basketball back, once we get training camp started in June and basketball being played on July 31st, it's going to be nonstop basketball until August 2021. It's going to be awesome. I think that the NBA draft lottery is locked in. After the regular season is over, you can conduct the lottery remotely. It'll be fine. Lock the draft lottery in that date. The NBA draft, I would assume, is good to go to as is free agency. Because you want to get those done as fast as possible. What's not locked in is training camp and the start of next year. That December 1st date. And I've said all along they're not going to miss Christmas Day. They're not going to miss Christmas Day. The NBA will not allow that to happen. They were just not going to lose their biggest day of the year, their biggest draw of the year outside of the postseason, outside of the NBA Finals. It's Christmas. So when this December 1st date gets put out there, a lot of people are wondering, why not just start on Christmas? Well, from the NBA's perspective, you know Christmas is a moneymaker. What else is a moneymaker? Opening day. So why not turn one into two instead of combining them? That way you get a huge bump up on opening day. Everyone is, is watching. Everyone is excited. It's a new season. And then you get another huge bump up on Christmas. Everyone's watching. It's a, it's a tradition. You have great games on Christmas, you know, almost every single year, every single year, unlike the NFL, who puts three terrible games on on Thanksgiving, but you still watch it. On Christmas, you get exciting matchups. So the NBA, you're going to want to separate that for money purposes. You're going to want to have opening day on December 1st instead of on Christmas Day. It also allows you more time for these guys to get back into game shape, get the rust off, and then play their best basketball or close to it on Christmas Day. However, that December 1st, that December 1st date is pretty soon. It's, it's pretty soon for the players. And the PA is the one that's pushing back on that December 1st date. And I still don't think we're going to miss Christmas, but I think that we might start on December 15th or so uh, with the next season. And I understand it from the PA's perspective. Yes, the NBA champion, the runner-up, and even the teams who played in the conference finals, that'll be a quick turnaround for them. But you also have to remember the teams who didn't get invited to Disney World, who are going to be without competitive basketball for nine months, even the teams who did go, like, like, like the Spurs, the Suns, the Wizards, who we expect to play eight games, maybe nine games in the Wizards' case, and that's it. They have this 142-day layoff, they play their eight games, and then they're done again. So there's no good answer here because you don't want to, want to 
mess up your champion and have them on short rest and possibly get injured. And, you know, normally champions include teams with stars, obviously. So you don't want that to happen. But again, you have teams sitting here for over nine months, not months, not playing. So I think that they're going to compromise here. Neither side wants to lose Christmas. They're going to start probably on December 15th, if not on Christmas. But I, I still stand firm that this league will happen on Christmas Day at the latest. As for the other stuff, the draft and the, and the free agency, I, I could see that happening because in a typical year, again, you do the draft five days after after the finals. You usually do free agency like a week after that. In this, in this scenario, the free agency's moved up a ton. It's moved up to the day after the draft or two days after the draft, I should say. But that's not going to be a harm in this, in this weird situation we have going on right now. So the draft and the uh, free agency period, I think that they'll stay the same as, as well as the draft lottery, but you could see some movement in next year's training camp and next year's opening day. My guess right now, my prediction right now, the NBA concedes they do not play December 1st. However, I would say that they play on December 15th or so. That way, they get some games in before Christmas, and then they have that big moneymaker on Christmas Day. The latest possible start, I think, is Christmas Day. If we start on December 26th or later, I will give away a free box of Bilt Bars. That's not happening. They're going to get Christmas. The question is, how much earlier than Christmas can they start? It'll be interesting to see how this battle goes. Again, the teams that haven't played will be without basketball for nine months. The teams that do play even and get knocked out prior to the first round or even after the first round, you're, you're back into another huge layoff after that. So how are they going to manage all of that? So after the break, let's talk about what we still need to know. This, is, well, this was a lot of information that came out over the week. A lot of information. But what must we still know from this plan? But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Blinkist. Blinkist is one of the most useful apps on my phone. It's really unique. You can use it on your phone, your tablet, or web browser. Blinkist takes the best and key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of nonfiction books and allows you to listen to them on your phone or read them in just 15 minutes. I throw Blinkist on while I'm getting some work done at my desk whenever I want to learn some new information. It's only 15 minutes. You get an entire nonfiction book summed up to you in 15 minutes. If you want to read, if you want to be smarter, if you just don't have the time to do all of that, though, You've got 15 minutes to throw on a podcast or throw on some form uh, of reading for 15 minutes or listening to something for 15 minutes to learn some new information. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to listen or read to a massive library of condensed nonfiction books, all the books you want for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist is offering a very special deal to our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA to try it for free for seven days and then save 25% off your subscription. That's Blinkist, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash NBA to start your first seven days free and then save 25% off your subscription. Again, promo code NBA at Blinkist.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. 
file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. So what do we still need to know from this plan? And a lot of these details we worked out in the coming week, I think. I think by Friday, we'll have every question we've ever had about this plan worked out, honestly. Uh, but the big thing is the schedule, both preseason and regular season. Right now, as we sit Monday morning, we're, we're seeing reports and some speculation that it's just going to be your schedule. Take out every team that's not there, obviously. And then you just play the next man up. So if you got to play, say, the, the Bucks, the Sixers, the Pistons, and then the Raptors, you're just going to take out the Pistons and play those three teams and then move on down your schedule, down the line. So that would create an interesting scenario because some teams will finish eight games before the next team that they need to play gets to eight games themselves. So how are you going to manage that? I believe those three teams are like the, the Magic, the Lakers, uh, the Trailblazers, and I think the Heat. I think that those are the teams that, that have that scenario happen where they don't have their eight games played before the team that they need to play for their eighth game is already done. And so in that case, do they just all play each other and get this all solved? So the schedule is going to be a big deal. How do they manage that schedule? Who do you play in the preseason as well? When does the preseason start? Normally, you'd, you would think if it's going to follow a traditional training camp and traditional preseason, it's going to start like two weeks after you get to Orlando. So that's something to monitor. If you, if you really are dying to see basketball, as we all are, you can watch preseason. I'm sure that they're going to broadcast those games. But that leads me into my next question. How will these games be broadcasted? Of course, the playoffs will have every game on TV. But technically speaking, these eight games for every team are regular season games. So are we only going to get two or three a day that are, that are national? Or are they going to say, screw it, every game's national? We're going, to have, we're going to have every game on either ESPN or TNT or ABC, every single game. And I could see them going either way. Because again, on one hand, this is still regular season. So you want to satisfy your regional TV contracts. And you might want to sell League Pass. There are some of us who would go ahead and buy League Pass at a, at a prorated price for 88 games. I mean, that's just the way it is. Or would you rather try to expand the game and grow the game even more and just let everyone watch the NBA as summer's wrapping up and as you're looking for something to do on a random afternoon in the summertime, you can watch the NBA. How are they going to handle the broadcast? Because again, you, you, can, you can make every game national and still satisfy your regional networks. You can, either, you can either let them do both because, some again, sometimes if the Thunder on TNT, you can still watch them on Fox Sports Oklahoma. You could just say, hey, you know what? You don't even need to send Michael Cage and Chris Fisher. Just take our broadcast. Take the TNT broadcast, simulcast it on Fox. There's a lot of ways you can get around this, but how are they going to decide what to do? Because you'd assume if they broadcast every single game, in their regular season, along with the eight teams that weren't invited, they're especially going to have to do something for the League Pass customers who, who paid the full price and didn't get the full product. Are they going to put these on League Pass but give you a free 16-day trial to where anyone can watch the games, but you need to go to League Pass first? That way, 
Some people will forget to turn off auto renew. They'll get you that way. Maybe you'll experience how good League Pass is and want to get hooked on it and buy it next year. There's a lot of ways they can handle these broadcasts. How are they going to do it? I really am interested to know how they plan to do this. And then are they going to do anything with the home court? And I specifically say home court, not the higher seed. Because I think it's strange that they're trying to find ways to compensate the higher seed with these rules we talked about last week. The higher fouls. One player gets seven fouls. The the possessions. You get possession every single second, third, and fourth quarter, no matter what happens on the tip-off. I think that I think that that's interesting that that's only for the, the higher seed because how often in a series do you hear the phrase, they stole home court? So if a team, you know, let's say that the Thunder play the Jazz right now as the five seed against the four seed, if the Thunder split the first two games, are they now going to get the benefit of the home court, the higher seed factor? Because in a real, in a real series, they would. So I, I, I find it interesting about the higher seed notion and not just the home court thing. Because again, eventually you'd play on the road and you wouldn't have the advantage even as a higher seed. So I want to know how they're going to balance that. Ultimately, again, I don't think, I talked about this last week, I, I don't think anything will get passed. I think if anything, it'll be that that second coach's challenge will get passed. That's kind of the least invasive idea to the game of basketball. So I can see that happening. But other than that, the, the transporting in hardwood floors, that's that's idiotic. Don't do that. The seven fouls, that's not basketball. The possessions, I don't like the possessions at all. The the, the coaching challenge, though, I, I could get with the coaching challenge. And then I don't even want to talk about the hotels. I, I don't care where these guys stay in Disney World. Uh, what They're not staying at the Motel 6. So just go stay at whatever Disney World hotel you want to stay at. And we still need to know the concrete information about signing players, specifically for the Thunder, who not only have an open roster spot, but still very much want Lou Dort on the roster. And he was a huge contributor to the Thunder. And then the injured player fact that we talked about last week, it, it doesn't sound like Kevin Durant's coming back. He said it himself. He's not coming back. It doesn't sound like, of course, John Wall's coming back. He said it himself. He's not coming back. Kelly Oubre, there were some rumors that he could come back, which was interesting to me, that Kelly Oubre would want to come back after his knee injury. Uh, but for the Thunder, the big topic is Andre Robertson. And we've gotten a ton of questions about Andre for tomorrow's mailbag, so I'm going to save my complete thoughts on this. But just for the news portion, Eric Horn of The Athletic has uh, sources that say there's growing optimism around him playing. Sam Presti said today that he'll have to wait and see how Andre performs in training camp. And really, if you want to read into that, just how does he perform in five on five? How does he look out there? How does he feel out there himself? Uh, and Andre on the Colorado men's basketball podcast said that he was close to playing G league games right after the suspension. So whenever the suspension was going to go down, he was actually going to play for the blue and it does align. He did report back to Oklahoma city from his LA rehab trip. He did report back to Oklahoma city soon, soon before the suspension. So maybe he's, maybe he's being accurate there with, he was going to play G league games and then be ready for the postseason. But we'll talk all about that tomorrow. That's going to be, that's going to be the leading segment tomorrow on the podcast is about Andre Robertson and if he's going to play or if he's not going to play, what he's going to look like whenever he does play. So again, tomorrow's going to be a mailbag episode. You can leave those questions on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. 
You can leave the questions on the email, lothunderpod at gmail.com. I already got an email question over there. So again, that's lothunderpod at gmail.com. You can also leave your questions on Reddit. Just go to the Thunder subreddit, scroll down to you see Locked on Thunder Mailbag. It'll be there pretty quickly. Just leave your message in there. So it was, there's a lot of ways you can get your mailbag question answered. If you want to leave a review on, on Apple Podcasts with a question in it, I'll answer it anytime. So tomorrow is going to be a mailbag. On Wednesday, we're going to talk to Daily Thunder beat writer Brandon Raybar. He's going to join me to talk all about this season. Because the season got suspended, it's been over an off-season length away, that 147-day mark. There's tons of things that you've forgotten about. You need to refresh your on, and then we're also going to preview what's going to happen in Orlando, and also touch on the offseason. So a lot's going to go down with Brandon on Wednesday. And then Friday, Brady Trantham again joins the show to continue the Book of Thunder basketball series. So a lot is going to be jam-packed into this week of Locked on Thunder. It's going to be fun on the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.